for spiritual advice and direction and to really experience the love of God, we need to be looking more towards our churches than our celebrities. That's right. We need to be experiencing that. And that's the thing. It's like, it's not just about seeing it. Do I believe that Dr. Phil and Oprah can pour out love on people? Absolutely. But they're not going to be able to pour it out the way that we often need it. And sometimes we need, in this physical world, we need that physical connection. We need a, a brother or sister in Christ to be right there with us, to be able to wrap an arm around us so us we can feel the embrace of our God. Welcome to the Developing Great Relationships podcast, where we are having conversations to help you understand God's design for great relationships and how to develop the habits needed to achieve it. Now here is your host, Joshua Verwers. Hey all Joshua Verwers, once again, the Developing Great Relationships podcast is bringing you some information to really help you have a great relationship. That could be your marriage, it could be a work life, it could be family, it can be any of the relationships we face. In the last week's episode, we were talking about how we see ourselves, but we also need to talk about how God sees us because our identity can direct our communication. And so today's episode, we're picking up the conversation and wrapping it up for you. And it all starts right now. So in the last episode, we talked about how we've got these identities, these old forms that kind of come from our, our childhood. We talked about like the doormat and the dangerous, the judge, the important and the, the scaredy cat and how all of those identities, they direct our communication, how those identities have a base and a root in fear. And we talked about how to really combat that fear, it needs perfect love to cast it out. What happens when we are no longer identifying with our old form, but we start to really take on the new form of Christ? Kind of like what uh, Ephesians 4 tells us, that we're to put off the old self and put on the new. What you're talking about is extremely important, and it's a precarious time for that individual. Because who's informing them, helping them, discipling them is critical. Okay. Yeah. Misinformation abounds. And um, misguided guides were cautioned about, the blind leading the blind. Mm. Both wind up in a ditch. Yes. And remember, it's escaping from discomfort, escaping from fear that people are transitioning to Christ. Mm -hmm. Um. They have given their heart to the Lord, and they recognize this old self needs to be thrown away. And they embark upon this journey of setting that old stuff off and walking in the new. Yeah, yeah. You know, walking in Christ Jesus. And they need good pastors, good disciples, good encouragers. They need fellowship. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, with some of the persona, the very nature of them is to isolate. Right. And so they have to be moved into a place where they are being taught the Word of God. The Word of God, living in active, sharper than any two-edged sword, that divides right. even to joint and marrow. Yeah, spirit and soul, that's good. So, yeah. the, the, and the thing that I love that you touch on here is just because we are a new creation in Christ Jesus, 
that doesn't mean that the old self is not going to rear its ugly head and start to attack. It doesn't mean that the lies of the enemy of who our former self was aren't going to creep back in. But there's an, a, such a huge importance to surround ourselves, not just with believers, but, but mature believers. Um, and I'm talking, like you said, you know, a, a good pastor that understands, that is able to really disciple. I think maybe this is part of the importance that the author of Hebrews says that we shouldn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together, but even so much more as we see the day of Jesus return approaching, we need to be getting together even more. There's, there's so much, we live in this information age Mm -hmm. and there are so many voices Mm -hmm. out there in the world, in the media, in our families that are trying to tell us who we are Mm -hmm. and what we should do. So much more do we need the word of God that is that sharp and powerful to tell us who we really are and what we really need to do. Yep. At the end of Hebrews 5, that little verse about discernment. Mm. Yeah. Coming from constant practice. Yeah. To tell good from bad. Right. You don't get that outside of fellowship, outside of the Word of God. You must have the Word of God. You must have fellowship. You must have encouragers. Right. And unfortunately, even in marriage, sometimes people are aware of their sin, the old persona. we got to call it sin. Mm-hmm. It's, they're aware of the sin. They repent. They say, Lord, I don't want this in my life. And the spouse has become accustomed to that. And actually, unfortunately, acts are ways to try to keep them in that bondage right. even further. And um, it's, it's a very sad thing. Um, so oftentimes in marriage, both people have to be discipled and encouraged at the same time yeah. to make the change. Individuals who come forward for help that have uh, some negative persona and have identified it and say they don't want it anymore, they must be encouraged. They must be uh, involved in a Bible study. They must hear the Word of God and know it. Um, they must be aware of God's love, and they must experience God's love through the brothers and sisters yeah. in the church. And that's so critical. Yeah, um, it is. And it keeps coming back. As you know, the old self... You know, like a bad penny, it just comes back around. <laughs> it just you know? keeps coming back around. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it does. And and you drew this point about that mm-hmm. love. We need to experience that love. Um, I, I've told people many times, especially in our church, about how I love where the Apostle Paul tells Timothy, follow me as I follow Christ. The biggest reason I think this is important for us to understand and hear what he was saying is essentially you, Timothy, may not be able to see Christ like I can see because you're farther back in the walk than I am. So uh, see Christ in me. See Christ through me. You're not looking at me. You're looking at Christ, but you're seeing him in me and through me. Oftentimes, that's the problem is where, you know, our, our faith meets this natural realm. And we know that Hebrews says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things that we can't see, but yet we live in this world that is seen and physical. 
Yes. What often takes takes place is we need to be able to see the love of God and experience the love of God. And what better way than for the body of Christ to be pouring out that love? Yeah, and unfortunately in some churches, people with problems are encouraged to go down the road. Because mm-hmm. they love only the healthy, wealthy, and righteous in their eyes. Yeah. Um, when God loves those who are in pain and struggling and... Uh, um, you know, malnourished on right. poor food, yeah, so to speak. They're taking the wrong word and you know, following the wrong advice and uh, um, looking at Dr. Phil and Oprah. Uh, right, right. Yeah, not that Dr. Phil and Oprah are really bad. In but. and of themselves, not bad, but for spiritual advice and direction and to really experience the love of God, we need to be looking more towards our churches than our celebrities. That's right. We need to be experiencing that. And that's the thing. It's like, it's not just about seeing it. Do I believe the Dr. Phil and Oprah can pour out love on people? Absolutely. But they're not going to be able to pour it out the way that we often need it. And sometimes we need in this physical world, we need that physical connection. We need a a brother or sister in Christ to be right there with us, to be able to wrap an arm around us so us we can feel the embrace of our God. Yes. Let's circle up the wagons. Yeah. Our brothers and sisters can only do that if they're serving and sacrificing. Ah, this is true. Yeah. When we are loving one another and when we are putting others, esteeming others above ourselves. Yeah. When you have faith enough in Jesus Christ that you set your own needs and stuff aside to take care of somebody who needs you, mm-hmm. knowing that Christ will take care of you, and if you're doing His work, He'll take care of you. Right. He'll provide for you. Yeah. Don't worry about this. The old identity, I want to I pull this back to the identity aspect. So the old identity, we see ourselves as a doormat, a danger, uh, an important, a judge, a fraidy cat. Yeah, many other things. Yeah, and those, those are just a few. The new identity, how should we be seeing ourselves? What does the Bible say? Who does the Bible say we are? Well, this gets into a little bit of our topics we'll be getting into in the future. Victorious mm. over all these things. More than conquerors through yeah. Christ Jesus. Um, of sound mind and uh, functioning correctly, um, filled with the love of Christ, and then, because we're no longer afraid, serving others in love. That's good. uh, Out of the security of Christ and not the fear of Satan. Yeah. And the rejection of Satan. Yeah. Which rejects us through um, unfortunate people who listen to him. You had also mentioned... A lot of these identities, they come from our childhood. Many of them. And we identify with those childhood experiences. What happens to us when I don't see myself as being a child of my parents as much as I see myself as a child of God? Healing and health. (laughs) Yeah, I am a child of God. You know, um, 
what uh, John talks about being yeah. called a child of God. Yeah. And, and um, what happens is that true love casts out all fear. Right. You know, uh, perfect love, true love. Yeah, I'm, I'm even reminded as you said that of Paul in Romans. Yes. Um, that you have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received a spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Daddy, Father. Yeah. Uh, we all have to realize that we have an earthly father, but our real father, our creator, is our Lord. Yeah. And um, we are accepted and beloved, which is a supernatural, powerful love, beloved. And um, when we move away from those persona into being that adopted child into the family, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden we find the security acceptance, no fear of rejection, right. no need for the persona. We have to get to that place and then we can say, old persona, I don't need you. Yes, it will come back and at times haunt or torture. Yeah. Satan does that. Right, right. Yeah, the world does that. But we will be victorious in those times. We will be able to stand and say, no, yeah. I'm not going down that road. I will not be paranoid and think like that anymore because I'm in this position of perfect love with the Father. And there is no fear in that perfect love. Yeah. I, I love how you talked about that paranoia. Um, <laughs> it was one of those that there, there was a song, I don't know, back in the 90s, you know, paranoia, paranoia, everybody's coming to get me. And that was something that I operated in, that, that paranoia, because I think I identified with the important person. Um, one of my early childhood photos that I remember seeing, it's a picture at the roller skating rink, which there's probably people listening to this now that have no idea what a roller skating rink is. But it was a picture of me sitting on the DJ's lap, and he's holding a microphone for me. And... I'm doing some of the speaking and talking uh, for what was going on. That started to like shape my identity, that people want to see me, people want to hear me. I'm important. I'm important. I can trace that back through, you know, elementary school and middle school and high school and college and even becoming an adult where I wanted people to hear me. And I wanted them to see me. And if what I was saying, what I was doing was not well received, it was crushing because I wasn't good at being important. I wasn't needed. And, and that rejection really crept in. And you can vacillate between internalizing it and saying it's proof I'm no good and externalizing it and saying what's the matter with them. Right. And I think I did both. Uh, I, which, I often which, did both. Yeah, which can make you flip from important to dangerous, right. hostile. Yep. So people will transition through multiple identities. And uh, when one doesn't work, they'll flip out on another one. Yeah. And that they served a purpose. Uh, even though they're messed up, they served right. a purpose of keeping the person safe, helping them to feel okay in this shaky world of false identities. Yeah. You know? The it's, freedom came with me when I, I found my identity being a child. 
uh, a child of God. The, the freedom came because I still get up in front of people and I speak. But I don't try to be important for other people. I, I know I'm important to God. I know that I'm a beloved child of God, and that is based on my position with him rather than my performance for him. Mm. It is based on the fact that I am an heir, uh, a joint heir in Christ Jesus. And because of that, he loves me, and I'm his child. Mm. And if I mess up, he didn't stop loving me. If I didn't perform well enough for him, he didn't stop loving me. It's not about that. It was a very freeing thing that it was no longer crushing for me. You need no worldly, earthly help because you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens right. you. And all of your weakness, you know, is made, makes Christ's strength manifest yeah. in yeah. you. All your weaknesses, you know, oh, Jesus, People, if people would understand that their frailty, their weakness, uh, is this opportunity for them to embrace Christ and his strength in their life, then they can truly know that power of Christ Jesus in them to give them life and wholeness. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that this also, I mean, it not only did it for me with how... I let others communicate to me. When we talk about how our identity directs our communication, it was a case of I started to identify, now I'm a child of God. Other people don't like me, I don't care. But I noticed it started to be a huge difference for me when I started to recognize others as being a child of God. It changed my communication towards them. Yeah. When we do that, how does our, 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 our conversations, how does our communication change when we not only see ourselves as God sees us, but we see others as God sees them? Then we desire to serve, to love, to care for, to embrace. Yeah. There, there's almost this desire to go to them and, and hold them and say, are you okay? As, you know, uh, can I help you in any way? Can I serve you in any way? Yeah. Um, it's an attitude uh, that should be manifest in our outward behavior um, that does those things. And um, boy, uh, I've seen old saints just really be willing to walk up to a newbie that comes into a church and shake their hand and greet them. And is there anything that you need? Whoa. Right. Somebody, a total stranger, walked up to you and said, is there anything you need? I'm, I'm here to, to take serve care you. of that. Whoa. That's, That's good. powerful. It is. It's so powerful. Yeah. yeah. I know from a, a practical thing, sometimes with me, we get into these, um, the theological thought, you know, things, and we start to get deep in, even in the intellectual side. And I try to think, okay, how do I, how do I fix this in a practical way? Because we talk about being poured into that new form, there's a process. It's, it's that sanctification process and it does take time. But one of the early habits that you got me doing when it came to this on how my identity in Christ should direct my communication based on that was doing more of the words of affirmation. 
speaking life-giving words. Um, what does, how does that affect us when all of a sudden it's like we're communicating with not only our spouses, but our, our children and even coworkers or church members, like you're talking about the old man, you know, how can I help you? That's, that's a real affirming question. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's such a powerful thing. Um, how we talk, what we believe about ourselves, shapes the things. If I think that I am a child of God and He loves me and you are my brother in Christ Jesus, I want to come over to my brother and help my brother. Mm -hmm. I want to talk with him with tenderness and gentleness. Um, the choosing to enter that mold is, um, at first you're saying, well, geez, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to obey and walk in faith. And w people need to be stressing that to us. Uh, it's a faith walk. We're walking and Christ is constantly doing things, but recognize we're in a war and the enemy will constantly come against you. The yeah. moment an individual commits to walking in Christ is the moment Satan starts to hassle them. Right, right. And so... Um, we need to be able to encourage each other yeah. and love and um, talk with each other. Sometimes the old persona will keep us from saying, ow, you know, I just had a rough time. Right. I need some help. Um, those very words, the humble words of, I need some help, uh, for some people it will take a lifetime to be able to say, because mm -hmm. the fear of being vulnerable Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know one of the other things that, like, when I think about this and how we're speaking those those things in, we're hitting them where they need. Sometimes I found even, like, with my wife, I can say something, you know, use a, a descriptive word towards her about how she is this and she exemplifies that thing. And I identify quickly that she doesn't see herself that way. You know, where I can tell her that, um, that she's patient and I appreciate her patience with me. And she doesn't see that. She doesn't feel it. She doesn't experience it. But when I make the effort to see that in her and use a real example, all of a sudden she starts to see things that I can see, mm -hmm. but it's also seeing what God can see as well. It's the encouragement verbally yeah that we all need to give to one another and it's most important with um older individuals talking to children mm -hmm. um, a statement was made some time ago that if a man spends time with a young man and during that time doesn't affirm that man or say something that they find you know, good about that man. They have wounded that man. Oh, wow. I, I believe that's true. One of the things that we're supposed to be about is to be gracious and kind, showering people in love, affirmation statements and mm -hmm. loving statements. You know, I think you're wonderful and I just love seeing the change that you've undertaken. And um, I know it's difficult. 
Right. I know it's hard, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, it, it's unconditional affirmation, <laughs> words that yeah. are tender and sweet. Well, and that gets us back, coming full circle again, to true love. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, it tells us that love builds others up. And, and that's what we're really talking about. We're, we're talking about building them up and building ourselves up to the point that we start to see each other and ourselves in the same way that God sees us. Amen. Well, Dr. Mark, this is an amazing uh, conversation we had about how our communication has been directed by our identity, and, and I really appreciate this. I know we had talked about how we're going to get into some more of uh, those statements that we have and, and some more ways that who we are can overcome who we've been. So we'll do that in one of the coming up episodes. So we'll see them then. All right. Now, this is a great conversation that we're having about our communication styles, and it's actually a part of one of the seminars that we offer here at Developing Great Relationships that we call Developing Great Communication. If it's something that you'd be interested in attending, we want to encourage you to head over to our website at dgrpella.org to find out more information. Now, we'll be back with another episode and exciting information to really help you develop a great relationship next week.